How can your preaching increase its impact during a time of crisis? During any time of uncertainty, pastors must preach off of a solid foundation. On today's episode, we will discuss how pastors and church leaders can make the best out of a bad situation. All this on the Thriving in Ministry podcast. I'm Kyle Willis, founder of Talenton Church Services. And as always, we're joined by Dace Clifton, pastor and founder of dailypastor.com. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement, not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. So Dace, I know that you always kind of start us off with a random question of the day. You got one for today? Kyle, I do. I'm just curious, you know, for many of our listeners, uh, this recent series of events with COVID-19 and all that, it's really just brought about a new rhythm for people. And so I want to know what's one thing, something that you've done or are doing, maybe something you got done around the house because of COVID-19 and uh, something that you would not have done otherwise. Um, I totally put you on the spot. Well, Days, I have gotten some things uh, taken care of that I needed to, like cleaning the garage and, uh, you know, taking care of my lawn a little bit. Um, there, I've caught up on a little bit of rest and, and some other things, but uh, I think probably what I've tried to do a little bit of is rearrange my office. And so uh, I haven't completed it yet. Uh, I may be adding a TV and some Ooh. other things uh, in there, but, you know, it's it's a work in progress. And so... Uh, as we're zooming now, if you look around my office and there's some tools and different wall mounts, that's because it's not gone very well, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, that was totally a loaded question. By the way, I like that you got like a picture of Buffalo behind you. Did you take that yeah. picture or, or is that? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. There's Bison, Bison. and then there's uh, the the Blue Angels back there. Ah. Um, yeah, you'll see my, my Talenton sign and a yeah. picture from Bali. It, it's kind of cool, man. So... Well, this is a totally loaded question because there is something I've been doing and uh, there's a little backstory here. So like two years ago in some caffeine induced stupor, I mentioned to my kids, you know, they're like, we want a tree for it. We want, you know, and I'm like, sure, I'll build you one. Yeah. And that was like two years ago. And my kids have not forgotten. And then to make it worse, there's two different dads, like a block down the, like down my street. One of them built this amazing tree fort. And I mean, it's like multiple levels. It's got like a little, you know, castle kind of motif thing going. And I'm like, what in the world? And so my kids are like, oh, dad, we just, you know, we just, we don't have anything in the backyard, you know? And a friend of mine said, well, you ought to tell those kids not to covet. But anyway, no, I, I didn't do that. So instead it might not look like much to you, but I actually just texted you. I just, we, we built a tree fort, man. I'm looking at it. It is solid. You got a little patio on top there for mom and dad. I, I don't see how you're getting up and down though. Did I miss well, this part? This is a work in progress. And so we need a couple, Where's that we need a couple more weeks of this pandemic for me to finish the stairs. And so, you okay. know, but we do have, we've got, yeah, four posts. We've got a platform. We've got places. They both, each of my kids have hammocks, which also fit adults, which is really cool. And then, yeah, you've got a little area there on the top. that's got a railing, you know, so you can go out there and hang out and it's actually been, it may not look like a lot. Well it's done. actually, it's been a lot of fun and I really, I can't take a lot of my, I've got a neighbor down the street who's like, is like dying for stuff to do. And so like he came over and helped me do some of this. I'm just, you know, anyway, it's been cool. To describe it to those listening, you've got like four by four posts probably that you submitted in the bottom. That's right. Maybe eight feet tall on the top of it is where you kind of built this. 
decking, but the railing that goes around it kind of looks like what you would see at an outdoor like restaurant or patio. Uh, are you a welder? Did you weld that or, or what happened here? So it helps to know people. So yeah, I put the posts in the ground and with the help of my neighbor and then framed all that up underneath and the decking and did all that. But the railing, actually, I know a guy who has a really nice shop and I said, man, I built this platform and it's about six feet off the ground, you know, the area where you can stand. And I'm, I've got my daughter who's six. I don't want her to fall off there, you know, and so she'll break her arm. And so he's like, Hey, I'll help you build some railing. And so he had this railing material. He had this metal. And so he, we built all this, AKA he welded it. And I just was his gopher going and getting him stuff. And we built all this awesome railing. He didn't charge me anything. He's like, Hey, here you go. And it was awesome. Well done. Well, it was uh, something that only took me two years, right, of, uh, of preparation and planning. And actually, it's not done. And uh, I will tell you that uh, there will be a climbing wall on the side. Oh. And, uh, and my daughter wants a zip line on this thing. And I know this sounds pretty elaborate, but I'll tell you, I've been able to do this on the cheap also. I mean, I'm a pastor, right? So we're, we're talking a couple hundred bucks here and, you know, and then some free labor and stuff. You yeah. Know? So it's been good. It's been cool. That's awesome. Well, hey, as we are talking about thriving and preaching, uh, specifically in a time of crisis, when your daughter does break her arm, uh, you can come back <laughs> to these points. Uh, but before we get into the four points, Dace, could you share with us the verse of the day? You bet, Kyle. It's Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we do not give up. And so for our pastor friends out there, I just want to say to you that you may be stretched a little bit right now. This whole season has been just unusual, unprecedented, all of that. And uh, you may even have a few people that are irritated at you right now. They're under a lot, some extra strain. Show them some extra grace. Hey, pastor, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel right now because, man, we have the promises of God that say, hey, don't grow weary of doing good. New season you're going to reap. Good can come out of this. We want to talk about uh, how our pastors and church leaders can thrive in ministry, you know, specifically in their preaching and, and coming out of, you know, this pandemic. But really it applies uh, to any time of crisis. Uh, th there may be pastors out there that are experiencing some some kind of uh, upheaval in their church. They may have had an unexpected loss of of someone that was like really integral, maybe maybe a staff member or a key leader of their church. Uh, there's a number of different ways that I think um, that this is going to speak to uh, pastors today and, yeah. and pastors that really want to improve their preaching. Uh, we're just going to kind of lay out some solid foundations for practical ways uh, to have confidence or, or to enhance uh, a pastor's preaching. Well, absolutely. And w if I could use this metaphor, Kyle, basically in the midst of a crisis or a difficulty, you know, think about being on a ship and it gets stormy, right? And there may be somebody else that's at the helm of that ship during uh, a storm. But when things get critical, the captain, wherever he is, you know, if he's off shift, he comes up, he, he comes up, he, he takes control uh, of the wheel if they even use those anymore. But uh, he takes control and he is in their leading from the front. And, and I think really in the time of crisis, whether it's pandemic or some other difficulty, people expect the pastor to be confident in God's promises. And we have to not project that in a hollow way, but we have to project that in a genuine way that as a child of God, as a person who wants to love other people and serve other people in Jesus name, we're going to be confident in God's promises, not to be afraid, uh, to trust in his sovereignty, 
to trust that he sees the past, present, and future. He knows what's going on. He he's the one that that we can depend on, lean into, and in his plan. And you know, one thing that we can be confident about God's promises. I think about Romans chapter eight, latter part there, how those that are called according to God's purposes, right? He works all things together for good, and the working there is not just you know good in and of itself, but it's good in that it, it conforms us more to Jesus. And, uh, you know, it, it just reminded me that sometimes when it looks like there's no plan, God works out a beautiful plan. And yeah. I mean, the cross is like that. Think about it. You know, it's like, it looks like a disaster. It looks like a mess. It looks like everything's over. And then God does what only God can do. And he's done that time and time again in scripture. And he continues to do that. You and I and everybody else, we're kind of on the, oh, wow. You know, hindsight, we see that. So where is our confidence? It's got to be in God's promises. And I think in our preaching, I think we can, not in a shallow way or in a hollow way, but we need to project that confidence in God's promises in times of crisis. Well, and so many times uh, when I've been at my lowest or I've thought things maybe want to improve in, in whatever I was doing, uh, one, God has always been faithful, right? Yeah. And so he comes through and he's delivered. And time and time again, uh, I've seen something better on the other side, something that I could not have projected or seen. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the scenarios we said, maybe you you lost a, a key leader uh, through death or, or moving away. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, God has this way of placing someone back in their spot. And you're like, wow, this was awesome, right? I raises up someone else uh, to be able to do ministry with. And so I think we can always be confident uh, in God's promises. Well, Kyle, I agree completely. And it's not, it doesn't just apply to pastors. I mean, it applies to the whole of the Christian experience. Every Christian who is trusting in God, right? I mean, they're depending on him to do what only he can do and, you know, confident in in the midst of circumstances and situations that don't look good. And so I think it's just an important part of the Christian walk for us to trust God, rely on his promises. And, and uh, yeah, so I think in times of crisis, we project that in our preaching. We want to, you know, preach the promises of God of not to be afraid. I think it gives people hope. And really to tell you the truth, you know, it's the simple things that have impacted me the most. People just need the reminder. They need somebody to say, God has this. And and they and many of them, you know, walk with the Lord. They know that, but they just need that. They need somebody to say, "Hey, God's got this. He's got you. He's seen your situation." Because there's a little voice inside. I don't maybe you have this. I know I do. It's like, "Yeah, but, you know, what about this and this and this?" And it's just this little voice of the I don't know if it's the world, the flesh, the devil or what it is, but it's this voice of of doubt that, you know, lies in stark contrast to the clear promises of God. "Hey, you can trust him. He loves you. He knows what's going on." nothing you can do would make him love you more. Nothing you can do or have done will make him love you less. He loves you. He's got you. And so have confidence in his promises. That's not all, but that's, I think, the first place to start. So after, uh, when we're talking about being confident in God's promises, uh, I think maybe from like a, a layperson's perspective, uh, the pastor serves almost like a coach, right? And, yeah. and that's kind of what you're saying, which is the reminding of God's promises. What would be the second point that you want uh, pastors and church leaders uh, to hear from you today in terms of how to thrive in their preaching? Well, second, I would just say to walk in wisdom, and you really need wisdom right now as a pastor because you are this this ministry arena is complex, and it's complex not just the co okay COVID and understanding all that or another crisis, the death of a family member, something of that nature is complex, but just the way your flock is is complicated, and not everybody thinks like you do. Not everybody 
processes things like you do. And so most pastors, you know, they have a variety of different people in their church that are responding to a crisis differently, right? I mean, just the way you would respond to it's not the way the person next to you is going to respond to it. And so we need to, in our, in our preaching and in just our ministry in general, man, we need to pray for wisdom and we need to walk in wisdom. The Bible talks a lot about wisdom. And I just think that, that, um, you know, you're, you're pastoring people, the, you have to, you have to keep a, a perspective about you to where, to where you're not focusing just on the one you're focusing on, on the flock. And you've got all different types of people in that flock. You've got people, for example, if we're talking COVID that are terrified and people that are like a care less, you know, that, that, that literally believe that it's a, it's a, you know, that it's a, a hoax or you've got other people that literally are barricaded in their house. And so you're pastoring all these people. And so, you know, I, I just want to say the best approach, in my opinion, is, you know, you, you, you're not just focused or fixating on one person. It's never a good thing to focus or fixate on anything other than Jesus anyway, right? That one comment, that one bad message, that one thing that you did, and probably you should have done it another way. If you just get hung up on those things, you know, you're going to be you're going to be stuck. Instead, just walk in wisdom think long game, think big picture, and don't let that one person who, you know, sent you the email to say, you know, pastor, I think what you're doing is dumb. Don't let that be the defining thing of your, your, your season of ministry here. You know, you've got to look at the the totality of things and walk in wisdom, pray for it. Well, and so if uh, the first step is, is confident in God's promises and, and I kind of uh, used a role of a coach there, right? Yeah. Uh, the second one, we're talking about walking in wisdom. Uh, that may be more like a friend. Uh, would you say that's right? Like a trusted, yeah. you know, advisor or something yeah. like that. And, and kind of, uh, you know, look, listen, if you're in a situation of crisis and maybe you're having to minister to someone uh, who lost a kid or a spouse or something like yeah. that, uh, sometimes just that ear and being able to uh, listen uh, and yeah. then to speak with wisdom. Uh, I would say the role maybe there is, is friend. Would you agree about that? Yeah. I just think when it comes to walking and wisdom, you know, we're called to shepherd this flock and we're called to be um, we're called to be grounded and, and, and a pastor is somebody who's not supposed to be given to like extremes, you know, outbursts of anger or fear, worry, anxiety, right? We're supposed to be under the control of, of, of God's spirit and, and let God reign and rule in our lives. And as a Christ follower, every Christ follower is supposed to do that, but particularly important for pastors to do that and not to be given to extremes, right? And so I just think that if there's a time where we need wisdom, it's right now to be that friend to your church, to your, the, your, your sphere there of, of influence and your congregation and not let one or two outliers, you know, just totally unravel what you're trying to do. Absolutely. And those first two being confident and walking in wisdom, you know, I think are kind of on the front end of how we can thrive in our preaching. And really uh, those are kind of uh, before preaching. And, and Kyle, let me say one other thing. Just, I think most pastors probably have at least one or two people mad at them right now. Yep. I mean, I'm straight up, be honest, you know, I, I know I've got a couple that are really mad at me and I'll just be completely honest. It's not because of anything I've done. It's because they are under unbelievable stress because of everything going on. So most pastors have got people mad at them right now. Now, if you're, I'm not talking about your whole church, but one or two people, they're hacked. So you got to walk in wisdom. Sorry, Kyle, go for it. No, you're right. Uh, and so those, those first two are kind of like before you take the pulpit, right? Before you take the stage. And so being confident in God's promises, walking in wisdom, uh, not 
making people mad. No, just joking. So the the coach and friend role. So so what's the third one, Dace? Well, the third principle would be you got to be considerate of others, and that's just come straight up from Philippians two four, and we're to look not only to our own interests but look to the interests of others. And this there may be some overlap here, but the bottom line is in our ministry uh, and in our lives, we're, we're the focus is on other people on how we can build them up, how we can encourage them, how we can strengthen them, um, how we can be considerate of them. And, and regardless of how I feel about the particulars of a situation, I'm called to be considerate to the other person, you know, there that might be the weaker brother. You know, Paul talks a lot about this in latter portions of Romans, you know, a lot of Christians in this day and age, they, they think that their liberty is like an opportunity to punk a brother out, you know, right. But Paul says it differently. You know, your liberty, your freedom in Christ is an opportunity to to serve other people. And when your freedom, you know, causes somebody else to get tripped up, then then you step back and you take that servant role. And so just just being considerate of other people. I think in our I think in our preaching and in our ministry in general, uh, you know, that has to be at the forefront. And we also, by the way, have to keep that at the forefront of our leadership right now yep. in crisis. Because in a crisis, your people and sometimes your best people are stressed and they're not, they're not operating at their best. Some of them are, but not all of them are because for some of them, this, you know, this thing or that particular crisis, it was unexpected and it's just working them over. And so in that, you know, being considered of others, whether it's in preaching or just ministry in general, reminding of that, you know, Hey, we've got a mission. Christ is our savior. God has saved us. He's the king, right? And so we've got to be, we got to be outward focused. We've got to be focused on mission. We've got to be considerate of other people. Um, right now is a time where most church leaders, if they don't do something about it, they're going to have some, some drift off mission. There's just too much going on. And the people that I know and trust are telling me, you've got to stay, you got to focus on mission. You've got to preach mission. You've got to stay fixed on mission because if you don't stay fixed on mission, I mean, there's going to be drift. And so that idea, the principle of just being considerate of others is just a, just a, 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 a simple way to say, Hey, stay outward focused. Yeah, Dace, and, and I appreciate that. And as we're talking about um, preaching in crisis or how to thrive in preaching or, or thriving in our messaging, uh, really in a time of crisis, you know, I can't help but think about uh, some of the news that's come out over the last several weeks. Uh, you know, so in particular, like the shooting of Ahmad uh, Arbery, and I was um, pretty happy to see there were a lot of vocal leaders that kind of uh, stepped out, pastors that said, hey, listen, you cannot be pro-life, for example, and then also not value the slaying of an innocent person, right? Uh, yeah, and so, yeah. you know, that may be one of these crisis situations that you're going into. And, and so to being considerate of others, uh, you don't know all the backgrounds of your congregation and, and where they fall and to not speak or not uh, tailor a message from time to time. And I'm not talking about drift uh, from a, a missional uh, calling, but really to uh, be considerate of, of what's going on in the world and what's going on in their lives. Uh, we have a chance to uh, really step up and uh, preach the gospel and preach that there's hope and that, frankly, we do live in a fallen world. And, and so um, I know that's part of it. And that's one of the ways that uh, pastors have shown me that they want to thrive uh, in their preaching, thrive in their messaging, even in a time of crisis. Dace, what's your, what's your last point? 
Well, the final thing I think maybe the most important, and that is we ought to seize the opportunity to point people to Christ. And that's the real foundation. That's the real hope in crisis. That's really what it's all about. Right. And, um, anything beyond that, you know, we, we, you know, good advice is great, but people need a real foundation and, and a real foundation is found in Christ alone. So a crisis provides a unique opportunity to point people to Christ. And, and, and we see this, you know, via church attendance, uh, online or otherwise engagement on social media, right. Or decisions that are made sometimes remotely, that type of thing. We've seen a lot of that here recently. And, uh, because people are thinking about things, people are thinking about spiritual things. Um, even people that are far, far from God, there are many of them whose interpretation of, uh, something like COVID-19, a pandemic is that God is not pleased with everything that's going on on the planet. And that's not just coming from televangelists. I mean, that's coming from people who are far, far from God. And so, um, yeah, it's as simple as that. The, the best place to go in crisis is the feet of Christ, the feet of Jesus. And so we use that opportunity. It's funny. I've been doing that. Even we, uh, in opportunities I normally wouldn't, obviously when we have a, you know, Sunday morning, uh, worship time, you know, we have a, a time of response where we're calling people to trust in Christ, you know, that type of thing. But even in other communications that I'm giving throughout the week, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing more just on the importance of that, on the importance of, of pointing people to Christ, because that is the most important thing. And so I, I just want to say in the, on this though, Kyle, you know, these things just are mainly meant just to be an encouragement to you in your preaching to stay at it because here's the reason I really believe this is a it's a challenging time uh it's an unprecedented time the wisest oldest pastors and ministry leaders that I know are saying we've never seen anything like this and nobody really knows what's ahead and so you know what we do know is is that God's faithful and we can be confident in his promises we know that even though some people are going to be mad at us, we can't be people pleaser. And we just got, we have to, we can't be people pleasers. We just have to walk in wisdom, the wisdom that comes from God, right? Seeking God first, Matthew 6, 33, seeking his kingdom. We need to be considerate of other people. Why? Jesus is in the people business, right? He glorifies the father, but he does it the way that he serves people. And then uh, what better thing to do than to seize the opportunity to point other people to Christ? I mean, that's really what makes an eternal difference. And so hopefully if you're, Maybe for our listeners, if there's, this has been a difficult time, it's been an uncertain time. I think sometimes we can have the most success when we focus on the fundamentals and what we, you know, know to be true and to be the best and, and stay with those things and let God take care of the rest. Absolutely, Dace. And so as we're talking about those, you know, we really have that role of coach, we have that role of friend, being considerate of others that may serve more as a role of like a, a counselor. And certainly that would talk tie back to walking in wisdom. But then seizing the opportunity to point people to Christ is truly the evangelist, the, the disciple maker, and really what uh, God has called so many pastors to do. And so, um, Dace, I just want to encourage you as you're thinking through this, as you're talking about it, uh, you know, you seem to have this energy as you're talking about preaching uh, that sometimes we don't have when we're talking about boring stuff like facilities and finances and, and personnel, all the uh, junk that you get to do as a pastor, right? But um, I love it when pastors thrive in a time of crisis. This is what God has placed uh, you for. And so I appreciate you, brother. Uh, and I appreciate uh, those who are listening today as we talked about thriving in preaching in a time of crisis. Now, Kyle, it's been great, man. Thanks for the opportunity. 
And I just want to say that, hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, we'd be honored if you'd leave us a review or share it in your sphere of uh, influence because we want to grow the Thriving in Ministry podcast and we want it to be a resource and a tool to encourage pastors to stay in the fight, right? Don't be discouraged, be encouraged. Christ is King and you can do it with His grace and His help. So God bless. You can also send us uh, topic ideas at our email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.